is Born to Battle. Are you ready to get going? I am. Let's do it, man. I've been waiting uh, for a handful of days for this. Yeah. the idea, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. We're just hanging out, yeah, looking over what we could talk about, and it's like, it sounds good, man. I'll just go off top. Yeah, basically, um, most of it will just be off the top. It's just going to be conversation, and then uh, we'll uh, just talk about what's going through the day-to-day. Most definitely. That's easy. I do that every day. Every day. Every day. Every and wait about it. Every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. What's your first memory of us meeting? So I was thinking about this, and I didn't have one defining moment, and I felt bad thinking about it. That's messed up. I know, man. I'm that kind of person. I always thought I was on team love, but this is a little teammate now. <laughs> I show you the love, man. But uh, to to continue with it, it's kind of um, a cumulative memory of just freshman year basketball, being in the crappy upper gym mm-hmm. with our short little coach always wearing sweatpants, always just yelling at us for no Marsh. reason. <laughs> coach Marsh, you are so right. Uh, those are the, I think, cumulative. Yeah. That's kind of what I envision. Appreciate and All the members, that's the first thing of when people are always asking, man, you've known Pelon for so long. How'd you meet? When'd you meet? And that's always there first image that pops into my head just that kind of whole basketball season is the whole entire time is where I kind of am drawn to. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious what yours is going to be. It was going to be uh, drastically different or. So, I mean, obviously freshman year is like when we actually really became friends, but I have the memory of playing against you in fifth grade. And I was on Wendell's team. I don't remember if you remember playing him back then. But I remember we were wearing red. We had red shirts. Yes, red T-shirts. So I remember that specifically because you were, like, the only kid out there that had a fro, (laughs) like, (laughs) full-on fro. And I I feel like you were either wearing, like, a light blue shirt or yellow shirt, one of the two. Yellow. Yeah. And and you had that big-ass fro. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, that stuck out to me. And, I mean, that's the first memory I have of you. And then, obviously, freshman year is when we kind of developed our friendship a little further uh, just because we were playing sports together. And then, yeah, I mean, through high school, we just bonded more and more as we were kind of on the same page as far as what we were about and kind of just the vibe that we carried. It was kind of you're just on the same page. Yeah, mutual, where I think both of us have what one to call very easygoing personalities, go with the flow, where we don't necessarily have to always be the life of the party or the one in charge. We always worked well in uh, bouncing off one another in terms of doing anything where it's like you throw an idea, I throw an idea, and other big thing do. Um, so many common interests with sports, uh, some females, yeah, uh, kind of yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. <clears throat> nice, uh, yeah. It's always it was always funny to to think back on those those kind of times for sure. 
Oh, very true, man. It um, ages you quickly, I find out, the way you start thinking back. Oh, man, that was middle school, high school. That was so long ago. And how, like, different and how much we've grown and life just happens kind of with it. You think back and you're, you're not that same person no more. Not you young and dumb kid, but it <laughs> still was a lot of fun. Well, now we're young and dumb adults. <laughs> I know, which is uh, probably not as good. Uh, we might look down on us. Hey, whatever. We're here. We're making it. <laughs> Absolutely. It just goes to show. Even when we were young kids, all the adults we saw did not have their shit together. No, nope, They just fake sure. it. Hey, fake it till you make it. That's... Heck yeah, if you don't make it, well. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> and you don't make it. It is what it is. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly, bro. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the little segue? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So let's just talk about what inspired this podcast, uh, the reason we're doing it. I kind of mentioned this already, but it's, in some ways, it's a little selfish on my end so that I could talk to you more. Yeah. Um, it. It's a way for me to keep more in touch with you and learn about your what you're going through. Hopefully be a little more supportive than I have been just by forced interaction. Not that I don't want it. It's just obviously it's a topic that isn't the easiest to talk about. Yeah. Especially with somebody that's that you're so close to um, and to see – you go through it. Um, obviously, I want to be there and support it. Um, that's why I wanted to do this is to find a way that I could help spread your message beyond just sharing a post on Facebook or Instagram, but rather help give a voice to you, your story, uh, and just find a way for us to push it further and get more exposure for you. Man, I appreciate that so much, man. It means a lot. And even to piggyback on that as well with what I want to get out of it, like kind of like reason doing it, just kind of show and let people know more about ALS. And then also I think a big thing is where it doesn't necessarily define any and everything about me to where I look at it as, well, I'm still Chris Beckett. I just happen to live with this. So I'm not going to let alter change my life to where it can't be lived and fulfilled as much as I would like. But in this, we have the platform and the ability to create memories, hanging out, talking, sharing our experiences, and opening up a little bit more towards that casual person who just kind of tunes in, hears about this, and says, I mean, these guys talking about some real honest things and then to talk about anything else in general to where we just kind of see where it goes. And, hey, if we reach a million people, 10 million people, or five, that's okay. We got our starting five then, baby. There we go. I'm ready. That's all we need. You only need starting five. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, man. Okay, so for people that don't know, um, can you just give a brief definition, synopsis of what ALS is? 
because um, yeah. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know. They've heard the term. They've heard the ice bucket challenge. They've heard yes. various things. But as far as what it actually is, um, do you mind discussing that? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, um, is a neurodegenerative disease. And it usually hits people on average between uh, 56 years old. I was diagnosed just before my 30th birthday. And what it is, it's a disconnection from the brain to the motor neurons, which are the signaling platform um, to make your um, muscles know to squeeze your hands, lift up your arm, anything like that. So essentially the signaling pathway from the brain to all the muscles gets uh, disrupted and it eventually all dies throughout the entire body over time. So over about a two to five year uh, time period, which they kind of estimate on average is where people kind of fall into. Individuals with ALS lose the ability to walk, to talk, to uh, pick things up, the dexterity in the hands, and then eventually to breathe. Now, what's so interesting about this disease is not one person has the same exact pathway. So what I mean by that is some people might lose the ability to uh, move their arms but can still walk, or vice versa, switch around. Or in some cases, some people lose their voice first. So they're perfectly functioning human, walking, running, doing everything, but they just lose the ability to talk first. So it's a very strange, bizarre, and uh, still very, very unknown in terms of why things happen, how they happen, what influences it, and so forth. So there's a lot about it, but like you said, a lot of people know ALS is just the term, and then the ice bucket challenge, but hopefully that gives them a little bit more insight into some of it so they have a little bit better grasp, a little bit better understanding and kind of how it talks to the body and where it goes. And Yeah, I think that gives them a um, solid little roundabout way of letting them know a little bit more that they didn't know before. You're right. <laughs> so FYI, y'all, be on the lookout. You might not hear my voice like this, but it could be computerized, so uh, might not be as funny as quick, but you still get the same dude. Right? The jabs are still going to come. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And who knows? First uh, first popular ALS podcast. Hey. By Beck and Pallone, you never know. Sky's the limit when you're having fun. It just happened. Exactly. Uh, you you kind of mentioned this already, but uh, another reason for doing this podcast is recording your voice. Um, I know that you and Taylor have been working on uh, voice banking. Yeah. And I figured this is the easiest way possibly as far as just normal communication, day-to-day kind of conversation um, that we could record and not really feel like it's a forced activity, but just a conversation. So Very true. 
and I have to believe too, my voice has changed a little bit. So there's some slurring, some like uh, dictation differences and whatnot. But overall, I think it's still um, understandable. Yeah, definitely. Which is good. And then I got to think too with this capability, recording everything, uh, being able to keep it for later use that technology will improve so much more that so anyway with technology they would be able to just take um any sound bits that i originally had in my voice and that could be into a more fluid version uh have a little ups and downs not as uh, much monotone as they currently have so i think for that aspect it could really work well and we have the material there for when it's ready is uh, my approach and why I'm so appreciative of this idea of uh, Born to Battle. Definitely. And just so people understand what voice banking really is, it's the concept of recording certain phrases that you are going to lose the ability to say at some point. Um, But it's something that you could reference uh, through your computer, through your phone, through any source that you eventually are going to use to communicate and uh, give your natural tone to the people you really care about or maybe if you just want to be nice to somebody. (laughs) Very true, very true. And so, yeah, they have voice banking where you can uh, record your own personal messages for you. It's something like... uh, Hey, how's your day going? So it comes out exactly like that. Where there'll be other ones, or actually my apologies, where then by recording a voice through some of their programs, it creates the computer version to where it sounds very similar to me. And that one, um, I can say anything or everything. So I essentially could read someone a book if I typed it all in. Um which is kind of nice. So there's two aspects of it, which both are invaluable, especially to family and friends, where they can hear an actual recorded version of my voice. So, you know, catchphrases, little things do I might say often, or just a casual conversations with people. Definitely. Being able to have those. For sure. I think that's important moving forward, um, especially with, having your relationship with Taylor, um, allowing her to really hear your voice and, and, and hear you, you know, not, not just the standard kind of robotic voice, but but your real tone for sure. Very true. So my voice might be annoying at times. I talk too much, but she can uh, still be able to hear down the road, which is key. Uh, So I have little things already said for she don't know about that I practice and put it on there. So looking forward to it. I mean, not really, but I am. <laughs> Just listen to me. <laughs> All right. Listen, listen. I'll sing a song. Nice little lullaby. You know, sky's limit for um, what I could put down. Hey. <laughs> oh. What it do, baby? And by the way, Pallone, you are great facilitator of this uh-huh. really know how to work the camera work the right, stage right, right. and work that audience man you are you are natural natural pro. born podcaster 
Yeah, I'm not worried. So far, what have been like some of the activities that you've done to spread your message? Um, ways that you're trying to connect with community or the ALS community specifically? Um, do you mind just expanding on what you're currently doing and then kind of where you see this going? Yeah, definitely. So I'll touch a few things, but in terms of helping spread the message, um, just basically anyone I come across to is like I spark conversation up with, which I do quite often randomly, and then just start talking about all my wheelchair and they'll ask what happened, and that kind of gives me a segue into mentioning ALS, what it is, just because that's one of the persons that's able to find out. So spreading the awareness just on a common interaction level. It's one I certainly do and don't take it for granted because you never know who that person is or maybe they had a relative or a friend or anything. They're even going through um, another hardship that's different. You can find you can connect with them that way with a simple awareness uh, that we're trying to create. But on other terms, uh, fortunate enough, we've worked with uh, Team Gleason, which is a nonprofit, and created a video for them uh, about uh, voice banking specifically and the importance of it and making sure people do it because um, it can really add a lot, not always for the person with ALS, but everyone around them because they can still hear my voice and I think it brings them a lot more satisfaction than me, the patient, more so. Mm -hmm. So uh, we created a video for them that they used on one of their largest fundraising days in the city of New Orleans. So we were able to be a part of that, which uh, felt amazing, and being able to help that many poor people hear about and know about it, <clears throat> and also just seeing the face that is affected by it too. And also with that, Taylor and I, my amazing fiance, my wifey, we were able to make a video, which we only thought would just be for friends and family. And it kind of turned out to be a little bit more, which has been great. So. Do you know how many views you've gotten on that so far? Right now on YouTube, uh, 1,700. Oh, that's quite a bit, actually. That's what, that's what we're saying. And if you look back when it first came out, we thought it was just before a few friends and family and not to be able to reach that many more people as it has, which has been way beyond our expectations, imaginations, hopes, and dreams, and everything in between so we were real pleased about that and when some of the stories come back of someone sharing with a friend or from with a family member and someone i don't even know having such a moving reaction to the video of taylor and i it's hard to put in words because you want the large numbers or everyone here but just to be able to have that small impact on someone like that it's all worth it because you know the 
future doctors, future nutritionists, whoever it's coming up to help out with this is could be impacted by in a positive way. Definitely. And that video is called I'm Still Here and it's on YouTube, correct? That is correct. Beckett's Battle, I'm Still Here. Perfect. Well, now we're going to double up that that view number just from this podcast. All right. We got it going. I like it. Let's see. Right. And then share with people, whoever. Yeah, if you like the story. I think something that was really humbling about one of the responses, um, a family member is in, um, um, in an AA group. AA. Sorry, I'm unable to understand that. And they shared it with the entire group, which is something I never thought of. Like, that never crossed my mind, but it had apparently a profound impact where they're going through other struggles as well. And to see me in my struggle, I guess it's kind of like one of those, yeah, it might be tough. Each individual situation a little different, but we can always use each other's as a point of reference in terms of I can get through this, I can make it, and can nothing get me down. Hell yeah, it's going to be tough. But hey, that's the beauty of life. If everything was easy, man, we'd be in the Sims video game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I don't know if people can tell from this, but if you ask anybody that knows Chris, the first thing people think of is he's the, one of the nicest people, one of the most optimistic, outgoing, smile brings a light to the room. Um, so uh, just seeing Chris go through all of this uh, with a smile on his face, I remember one of the first things he told me, he's, he's going to be the first one to beat ALS. And like that was his mindset from the jump. And I love to hear it. I know everybody loves to hear it. And he's just the most positive person that you could be around. So him being able to portray this message, I know is important. And how he portrays it is through his positivity and not through a negative outlook, which if it were the other way around, we wouldn't even be here having this podcast. <laughs> right. So um, we can it, always it, uh, give more positivity in the world. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right. So I think for the most part, that covers kind of the goals of what we were trying to do. But with it, we the goal is to raise funds for ALS as well. Um, hopefully raise some funds for yourself um, and Taylor for ongoing healthcare needs, in-home support. Um, they're, they're actually getting a van here shortly. Yes. Um, we had, they had a, a round of fundraising that was done uh, over what, two to three months span? Uh, roughly about that long, right around when uh, COVID-19 hit, so yeah, maybe three months or so. Yes, so there was originally a plan for them to have a comedy show that was going to be used as a fundraiser um, that was scheduled for April, 
or, or late March. Correct. More laughs and smiles. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, COVID hit, derailed that plan. But over the course of those three months, they've been able to raise enough money that they are going to be able to get a van, which is going to help not only Chris get around, but help Taylor as far as what she has to lift. <laughs> yeah, aka me. Yeah. So as of, as of now, uh, Taylor basically has to help Chris get into the car, get in and out. She has to uh, lift a wheelchair in and out. Um, so it's not easy on her. And getting that van is going to really change their lives. Because um, basically since COVID hit, Chris, you've been home most yeah. of the time, right? You haven't really gone anywhere. No, not really. Yeah, been home most of the time. Hanging in the house, hadn't been seeing too many people. Just, yeah, with the concerns of uh, having weak immune system and compromised heart attack. But, yeah, not too much uh, getting out of the house. But uh, with the new van, I think a lot more road trips where just being out, out and go uh, camping somewhere to where we don't have to worry about a wheelchair accessible uh, place to stay. Throw me outside, I can poop outside, I can do everything outside. I'm very adaptable. And then, too, just getting back to a normal thing. So we are very, very fortunate with um, having so many amazing friends, families, uh, donating to help guests to wheelchair fans. So we'll definitely keep you updated. Touch drives are in the works. So hopefully very soon. Definitely. Okay. So let's see if uh, you came prepared for hood news. Yeah, I'm, you're the one with jokes, so you, you got to come with the jokes. So, so. <laughs> so this has been going around the hood recently. Okay. I don't know if everyone knows it or sees it, but there's a whole lot of gopher holes out there. Little gophers popping up everywhere, front yard, backyard, everywhere around. So we're just trying to see if there's a, a big problem for everyone. And the big thing what's a concern is for the gopher's safety. <laughs> so there's been a lot of gopher holes right next to the sidewalk. So I start to wonder, are these gophers dumb or smart? Do they miss and hit their head on the cement? Or they just come up right beside them? It's a little bit better. I don't know. So we're asking around the team and everyone saying about all these damn gopher holes. Well, I don't know. Interesting creatures. Hey, yeah, do, you guys actually, do you guys actually have gophers? Yeah, we do know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't have any gophers, so. <laughs> I haven't seen them, but they look like gopher holes. I remember cruising by. You haven't like, seen them? <laughs> <laughs> but people know there's gophers. Well, what else are we digging? Front, yeah, backyard. I mean, I don't know. Them. Right? <laughs> Ain't me. I know that. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, that was good hit news for sure. Yeah, no. I, I honestly India. don't even have anything. <laughs> I didn't come Hey, you know what? My stuff might be weird, random, and dumb, but you'll hear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think that was 
I think that was a good round of hood news. It was. Now, hood news can be hood or not hood. It just kind of depends. It's news. It's just news. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, if we said that, y'all will catch on to start saying exactly two. Two? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, I think we're, we're coming up on the end of this round one. Round one, baby, baby. I think it's gone pretty well. Holla. Holla. All right. So, call to action. Um, keep listening. Can, um, you get, can you give a sexy voice for the, for the listeners? Hey. hey drop it down, buddy. though. Hello, no, <laughs> my voice don't go too low anymore. Yeah. You go too low, it disappear. I got you. Let's go. <laughs> hey, everybody! No, <laughs> that was a good track. <laughs> Man, you hit me about two years ago. I would have your shirt coming off with a sexy voice. But call to action. Yeah, wanna check us out, check me out. Back at the battle. B E C K E T T E S V A T T L E. Hit us on Instagram. Try to keep you as up to date as possible on anything. But just a way to reach me, I always respond, I always talk. And we'll see where it goes from there. Got some uh, more up updates on things that come a little bit of um we'll just say the marathon continues so keep your eyes in your supposed for the next part we can talk about that too a little bit also yeah definitely so on the next episode we're going tell to, them man break if, it down if you Let haven't know. if you haven't noticed we yeah. say exactly man kind of a lot wait what so next episode we're gonna dive into how this even came about why we say it and why it's just important to us and hilarious every time we say it you you remember this you remember this story oh i certainly do all right all right save it save it save it for next time (laughs) um and then we will dive in further into uh the ALS journey that Beckett is going through, um, and then just some more friendly banter. Oh, banter with Beckett and Balone. It mm-hmm. could go off the wall in the best way. You never know what we're going to say. Hey, look at you with your bars. Oh, I was not trying. That was accident. Exactly. You weren't even trying. <laughs> oh, man, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> Cool. Don't want to hear a robotic ALS dude rap. <laughs> Sound like crap. Oh no. Hey yo, it's that ALS rap. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, one question, one question. Did you ever yeah. do the ice bucket challenge? No, I did not. You did not. I saw a lot of people do it. I was in that similar boat to where boat where I knew all oh, ice bucket challenge ALS, but I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. It garnered so much interest. And everyone knew the ice bucket challenge, but we still got more work to do, my man. 
Definitely. My man. We'll just jump it off. My man. All right. All right. Well, this is Nathaniel Pallone. This is your boy, Chris Becker. Until and we signing we... off. Right, Deuces. Go ahead. Until what? What were you going to say? I don't know. Until next time. Or until you guys turn on your iPod, podcast, whatever, all that jargon. Until y'all press play. Press How about play. that? Gang, gang. All right, on three, on three, we're gonna. I'm gonna count with my fingers, and then on three, we're gonna say "born to battle." Or yeah, "born to battle." All right. Wait, say it again. When, when I when I on three, when Wait. I count to three, <laughs> we're gonna say "born to battle." All right. Born to battle. Born to battle. <laughs> Delay. All right, just say it. All right, I'm gonna go one, two, three, and then we'll say it. All right. One, two, three. Born, Born to, to battle. battle. Cool. I think we got that. <laughs> yeah. We got close enough. Close enough, for sure. <laughs> We're getting there. We're about to be a well-oiled machine. Hey. We got training wheels on right now. Hey. Wait until we take them off. Oh. Then we got a five-signal mountain hey. bike. Then we got a road bike. Then we learn just to fly. Hey. I like that. I like Maybe the sound of that. Baby steps, man. Yeah, you gotta learn to jump before you fly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Plus what? (laughs) I have a very negative image. (laughs) Alright, you can keep that to yourself. (laughs) I absolutely will. Thank you very much.